Welcome to the show today, guys. Uh, I want to let you know that I have some tour dates. If you want to see me in live, in the live space, visual, real time, they call it IRL. Jacksonville, Florida, February 2nd. I'll be there. St. Petersburg, Florida, February 3rd. Orlando, Florida, February 5th. Lafayette, Indiana, February 24th. Rockford, Illinois, February 25th. Chicago, Illinois, February 26th. Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, that's sold out now. May 6th. We may add one there. And then Los Angeles, California at the Wiltern, May 7th. Uh, that is all Return of the Rat Tour. You can grab those tickets or on sale now. Theovon.com slash tour. Today's guest is a comedian and a licensed breath work teacher. Um, I've been taking classes with her, and uh, I'm really excited that she's here. Uh, Miss Blair Saki. Blair Sochi, Sochi? Saki. Saki, dang. Like the drink. Oh, wow. It's not intuitive, don't worry. What do you mean intuitive? Like, you would think it's Sochi. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, so I shouldn't feel bad if since I didn't yeah. get it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I always in my head have been calling you Blair Sochi. Yeah, whatever you want. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. I think I could see you being either one. Yeah, some of my best friends don't even know how it's pronounced. I don't really care. Yeah. Um. So I know you. We. I know you through breathwork. You. 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 I know you do stand up comedy, right? Mm -hmm. And but then a friend of mine turned me on to you recently about uh, about doing breathwork. Yeah. And I didn't know anything about it, and so I was like, "Well, what is it?" You know. Mm -hmm. So what is it? Okay. Uh, well, yeah, I started breath work sort of at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, I just love, I love learning. I'm like a really curious person. And I took a few classes and sort of my mind was blown. Uh, and then later on, I, I took a course, a certification course, just because I wanted to learn more about it. I never, ever thought I would teach it or use it or anything. Um, but basically, it's like holotropic breathing. And... Um, Holotropic? Yeah. Okay. And it's like Can a you move this you move your mic down just a little bit so it's not in front of your face. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that better? Can you see or is that okay? Okay. Uh and it's like a two part it's a two part technique, as you know, through the mouth and uh you breathe deeply into the belly and then a chest breath on top and then um, you know, a easy exhale. Okay. And so I go so it's inhale through the mouth. Yeah, all through the mouth. Nothing through the nose. Okay. So stomach and then chest, and then exhale. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just try to keep a rhythm through the whole thing. And it just, um, you know, it alkalizes your blood in a different way uh, than you're used to. And all sorts of crazy shit happens. So do you know what happens? Because the first time that we did it, you and I did it yesterday. We've done three sessions yeah. now. And um and thank you for that. It's been really interesting. Yeah, dog. Uh the 
yesterday, yeah, my hands, everything gets real hard, you right. know? Like, I can't even, like, move my hands. It almost feels like I'm, um, like, if you see a dead body or something, yeah. you know? They call it lobster claws. It's tetany. And it's just because, you know, there's a different amount of CO2 in your blood than usual. It's called tetany? Yeah. Can you pull that up? From your usual uh, breathing. Okay. Yeah, so it's a big difference in how much CO2 is in your body than your regular state of breathing. And so your hands go like that. But it's not, nothing is wrong with that. There's nothing that's going to happen. And is it poisonous? Because we used to sleep at my buddy Jeff's house and they had a... uh co2 leak i guess in his house or something and we would sleep for like literally 36 hours every day <laughs> that's really i'm glad you're still alive yeah um yeah yeah definitely he's alive also <laughs> that's really good um, but I, is that that's is that co2 is that no that's i mean that's an external co2 gas this okay. is just pro- produced within your body so you're safe but okay. you know like if it is it is sometimes a sign that you're going too hard, like you're being too forceful, especially on the exhale. Like, if you get too much of the tetany in yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's bring it up. I just want to be able to see what it is. Just so I'm. There you go. If you have experienced cosmic breathwork, you may have experienced tetany. Tetany is characterized by cramping, tightening, tingling, paralyzing, or numbing sensations of the hands and/or feet, and even the face. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I do remember now my face got and my neck started to feel a little bit like hard and tight. Yeah. If this does occur during cosmic breath work, note that it is very common and should not be feared. But what's happening? What's causing it? It's just like a dramatic increase of CO2 into your butt. But I don't mind it. Like when I'm doing breath work, I just know I kind of like it because I know it's working. It's sort of like when you're at the gym. Yeah. And, you know. You feel like Botox like a little. Yeah. I mean. What I just what I love about it is I just didn't even know that your body could feel these ways or that you could get to this state just from breathing. Right. Like I feel yeah. high after. Like I don't know. Uh, well, I don't know how many drugs you've done, but like yeah. uh, it feels high. Like it, it's really good. Yeah, I've done it. I've done it almost. I, I haven't done. Cr- I have never. I have never <laughs> done crack. I always, honestly, I always wanted to smoke crack. But um, I've never wanted to, but who knows? But I've never smoked crack before. But um, some of my buddies have, but I've never gotten into it. You know, uh, but that's uh, cool. But anyway, yeah. So so yeah, because I I didn't realize that. So your body, yeah, I did feel after yesterday. I felt really high. Uh, I just felt really like I don't know what I felt like. I definitely felt altered, like an in an altered state. Yeah. And the first time I did it, I mean, I just like it. I don't know what happened that was different the first time, but it literally, like, I was at the end, like, bawling, like, just, yeah. like, there was such a release of, like, um, I don't know, what is that? What happens? Well, Colin and I were talking about it before, and he was saying he cries every time, and it's like, you can go into a session feeling great, and then it'll unlock something, just like the energy, whatever, you know, hurt or uh pain is in your body that you're not even aware of your conscious mind um so i cry a lot of times when i do it and it's just like every time i'm so surprised um it's crazy yeah i heard the first time i did it i yeah i was like and then i had to go to breakfast after with somebody and so i was like and i kept moving the breakfast back like 15 minutes yeah. i'm literally sitting in my hotel room like and i just like 
I just couldn't help. I just had all of these feelings and everything was so like raw. It just felt like it's like raw meat. Totally. You know? Yeah. And then I had to go on Jocko Willink, who's like a Navy SEAL guy. I had to do his podcast that day. <laughs> and I walk in there like the complete opposite of a Navy SEAL. Like, yeah. I was like, I was, oh, it was very, it was a tough day to be in front of like the toughest guys. I think I told you that though, like expect to be really raw after i mean sometimes the sessions aren't that deep like i'll have one and i'll i'll be like really wanting to have some yeah. deep like excavating experience and it's just not that but then sometimes it really fucking hits you yeah it blew my mind i didn't know that something like that could happen i didn't know it just shocked me i didn't know that 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 much of you could have that much of a release yeah i didn't know it either i was stunned what uh what led you to even want to learn about it? Uh well, one I'm just a really curious person. I love trying new things, especially uh you know with my body or spirituality or you know healing or wellness. Um as I get older, I take a lot better care of myself, especially with comedy and traveling so much and everything um but yeah i started reading a book uh it's a famous one called the body keeps score and it's basically mm. the premise is about how trauma is stored in our bodies and wow. so when i kept getting recommended breath work because you bypass your conscious mind like i've been in talk therapy forever yeah so it's it's not good a lot of times well it's just like you a lot of times you're not getting like you can talk about things without feeling anything Oh, interesting. Yeah. And the oh, feeling yeah. part is what makes you able to pass through something. I agree. I need to have the feelings about things. So it's like when someone's giving me information, that never helps me. It's like my therapists were, I work best with therapists that are able to like trick me into having a moment where I have a feeling. And then it's like, yeah. oh. Yeah. And then you can move through it. Right. Yeah. We don't even realize how much we avoid feeling feelings. And so like, I think that's another part of breath work it's like we're always on our fucking phones we're always doing shit like especially now yeah or feelings are like sasquatches now yeah it's crazy it's like why well, I, I think i had a feeling what do you see any pictures of it right and, and it's I just think... in the distance like that <laughs> i think also there's like an element of panic around it because we do so little of it right a lot of times yeah, it's crazy how quickly we're getting away from like the things that are very human you yeah. know and then how almost alarmed we are when they come up yeah um, and then how we create so many medicines and everything to like keep them at bay, right? Like whether it's like uh, antidepressants or even like ever, all the women are on like uh the that little birth control nugget or whatever nowadays, you know. <laughs> so it's like everybody, you know, it's like uh, yeah. So it's anything that has like it's a natural thing we have. Like oh, we gotta. I'm really aware of it now, like that I've gotten into mindfulness and I meditate a lot. I'm really into meditation and um, I will be like, oh, I'm reaching for a f my phone sometimes. And mm -hmm. it's not because I actually mm -hmm. intentionally want to go on my phone. It's just habit and avoidance and like not wanting to sit and be present or silent or bored, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's gotten so addictive. Um, I noticed it too. I just started really getting into meditation pretty good. I think about the past three weeks, I've been doing really well with it. Oh, that's great. And I noticed like a little moment. There's like, it's like a, a millisecond between me doing something and me 
real realizing that I'm doing something. It's just yeah. like there's a little bit of realization in there. Right. Like, oh, like why are you like what are you doing right now? Right. And it's just God, it's almost such a relief because for so long I've just been doing and almost don't even like just reactive. Everything feels so yeah. reactive. Yeah, well, it's it's so much doing instead of just being. Yeah. Which sounds fucking trite, but it's true. Yeah. Um. So where do you start comedy? You started in. I started in New York. Oh, you did. Yeah. So you New York City person. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm from Orange County, California. Oh damn, we all pretty rich. <laughs> um, I hope to be more rich. Were your folks pretty well off? Um, they did well. Yeah. 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 What kind of jobs did they have? Uh, my dad is in real estate. Oh, nice. Yeah, and my mom uh took care of us. Yeah. Yeah. Were they? Oh, she got to be a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. Were they like an orange? Like was it like? Because sometimes you think about those, oh, the Orange County couple, you know, or like the people get fancy down there, kind of, you know. It's just like some of the areas, you know, yeah. Newport and stuff. It gets kind of fancy. Um, my my parents like my parents didn't grow up with money. They're they work really hard. They're really hard workers. Uh, but yeah, it could be like that. It's a strange place. I didn't quite understand until i moved away what it really i mean i just grew up surfing and playing volleyball that wow. was like really my life yeah yeah um and so at what point did you kind of think about comedy or like what kind of led you to maybe did you know when you were younger that you had that ability like what where does it come from for you yeah well i'm the youngest and only girl of i have older brothers and they had like a million friends and I, my family's like hyper masculine, like just the way I grew up was like hunting, fishing, like sports. And so that was like sort of my currency to just be a really good athlete and funny to have any value in the family. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you create funny because it's like, oh, I need to have some sort of value. Yeah. To even be allowed to share air with my older brothers. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, they were so fucking cool and surfing and skating and like uh great athletes and yeah and they tall too <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> my parents are like these adonis people too they're like oh, yeah. very hot incredible shape yeah it was like a nightmare to even be like a little ugly at any point <laughs> in my life yeah, they have fucking abs now. Oh my! And now? they're in their 60s. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's that level. That's wild. Yeah. And did y'all live in like Newport or something around there? No, we didn't live in Newport. We lived in um, San Juan Capistrano area. Oh yeah, that's pretty. Some of us, the train goes by there. Yeah. Yeah. And it yeah. looks really nice. Or by San Clemente, is that uh -huh. right? Yeah. Yeah. Some of them, I see the train when it goes by there. It's like I always want to get off right there. It just seems like a nice little like kind of romantic spot or something. It is. It's beautiful. Um. So then, so you, you go to school down there, you and then when did you start doing stand-up? Uh, so I started in my mid, I, well, I went to uh, New York for grad school to be a novelist. Oh, really? I didn't ever know that I was going to start comedy. There was no intention. I had, I didn't see my first comedy show until I was 25. Uh, I had never been exposed to comedy. Orange County is not like a cultural hotbed in any yeah, way it yeah. just like wasn't in my sphere mm -hmm. um and i started dating a dude right before i left for new york white guy <laughs> yes yeah. why 
oh, I don't know. We're trying to get some idea who the guy is. You know, I just don't want to. I bet you're briefly, you're probably uh, aware of who he is, but. Um, oh, okay. So be a comedian guy. Yeah. Oh, she so started dating a comedian me, and he got But you he wasn't it. really a comedian yet. He had just like started open mics, but he basically like introduced me to comedy. And okay. then I moved to New York. We broke up. And um, I was interviewing comedians because I was a writer. Mm -hmm. And just like one day, like six months later, I was interviewing Michael Che. I was his first inner piece of press ever. And like I was asking these questions that in hindsight or someone who wanted to start, but my brain hadn't told oh, me that. Oh, you didn't realize that. Yeah. And then like a couple of days later in the shower, I had the thought and then I just started. And you just started where? Did you take a class? Did you go to a... um? I took a class, which they don't teach you anything. It's basically the only benefit is that no one else in there has done it. Right. And so you're right. not afraid of looking fucking dumb. And you're doing it. You're going to a place each yeah. week. And do I took a class. So you're going to a place each week and doing it. Yeah. So there's a lot of value in that. And you, at the at graduation of the class, did you, was it one where you guys got up on stage at the yeah, end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was at Gotham. And it yeah. just sort of was like an immediate thing. And I was like, oh, this is it. I still finished my master's degree because i didn't know it was gonna end up being my career mm -hmm. just like lit money on fire but um and you were living in new york city yeah wow yeah and were you partying pretty hard what's the part i mean it must have been pretty sick right yeah it was it was really cool and just like at that point you know in new york it's such a good place to start everyone says it's not because you want to start in like a small market but there was so much stage time like all my friends we would just be like drinking going a bunch of mics yeah. and i it was really fucking fun and did you feel like it was male dominated did you feel like it was like what do you think about that kind of stuff when people because there's a lot of some women i think use that as like a or some people use like their whatever their thing that's different about them as like a we we're not there's not enough of us represented does it feel like a male dominated business to you i mean it is a male dominated business but that just never really crossed my mind because i felt right at home given the way i grew up and i never felt intimidated right, you grew up in a male dominated oh my business. god yeah. yeah i was like <laughs> i'm thriving right now like i never i was not intimidated by any i was like oh like i'm gonna be afraid of this fucking dork right i was like they we're a virgin until they were 22. I don't yeah. fucking care, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I love them. Yeah, I loved it. I love the whole thing. And, like, I loved being around so many different types of people that I was not around growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah, you know, in New York, you get, in any of the big cities, you get, like, all types. Yeah. Yeah, because I really started out here kind of in Los Angeles, so... Oh, you did? Yeah, so I think I can relate to that. Like, just there's so many different types of people come passing yeah. through. And, like, you see so many people that start out, they start, and then they get into something else. Or it's like right. you see so many people's little career paths kind of deter here and there. You know, my hair is falling out. I swear I saw some of it the other day. I saw a damn a bunch of it on the sink, and it formed a little eyebrow and took off. Left for somewhere, who knows, probably Persia. Two out of three men will experience some form of hair loss by the time they are 35. Dear God. Dear God, this is happening. There are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss, and Keeps offers both of them. Keeps. It's a stress-free way to keep your hair. It's a pill. Low-cost treatment started just 10 bucks a month. Keeps offers generic versions as well you don't want that top shelf stuff you want that low that you know 
that mid-grade hair keeper. Prevention is key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results, so act fast. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, real hair loss, go to keeps.com slash Theo to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash T-H-E-O to get your first month free, keeps.com slash Theo. You might want to save money. People want to save money. You see people a lot of times have money under their house. You know, you'll see somebody, a burglar, go under there sometime. You'll see a burglar under your house, and he's looking for your money. Well, you can save money by switching to Mint Mobile. It's the easiest way to save this year. It's the easiest. You can't name name 70 easier ways to save money. You can't. Mint Mobile lets you maximize your savings with plans starting at just $15 a month by going online only and eliminating the traditional cost of retail. You see, Mint Mobile doesn't have a uh, brick-and-mortar store. You can't find it. You drive around your whole life looking for it. They don't have it. All plans come with unlimited talk and text. High-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. No brick-and-mortar store. The savings goes to you. With Mint Mobile, you choose the amount of monthly data that's right for you. Stop paying for data that you never use. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash Theo. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash T-H-E-O. Was there a time where you kind of knew that it was, where you really felt like, okay, this is this is kind of fitting in my life? Or was there a time, like in the beginning, where you were like, this is not, uh, this is not really working for me? No, I just sort of clicked right away. And then, like, I uh, got cast on an MTV show, like, almost less than two years in. And um, was it the one that Just May Peluso did that show or no? It was a spinoff of Girl Code. It was under the Girl Code banner, but it was a prank show. Nice. Yeah. And that sort of just started things. And um, yeah. And so that's and so then you've just been doing it since then. Yeah. Do you feel like I know we talk you mentioned like or I mentioned I think about it's male dominated. Does it feel like a why do you think comedy is male dominated or does it feel male dominated? Well, I think the act of comedy itself is extremely masculine thing you're walking on stage and and you're like yeah what i have to say is important and you guys will respond to it like the whole thing is extremely masculine in itself um yeah it's almost like a combat you're almost going to a war in a way yeah it feels like yeah um and combat was stereotypically has always been a male thing right kind of you know yeah. Uh, it's changing. Yeah. You know, but I think like if you look at like kind of like the arch types or whatever, then it's usually a man out there, you know. Yeah, and I think also uh the the population in the country really I mean it's also changing in this way because of podcasting and um online specials and social media and all this stuff, but like before I started comedy, I was maybe aware of five comedians. Yeah. Like, and they're only the top five biggest. Like, you're not really aware of the um, comedy landscape. Right. And so I don't think people really have been exposed to that um, many female comedians. And I don't like to think about it because I don't want to th- 
have that perspective. I don't think it's helpful for me yeah. to be like, no, no one's going to, you know, whatever. I'm a pussy. But um, I do notice it sometimes like online right. where you'll see like YouTube comments or something and you're like, oh, the rest of the country only thinks men are funny just naturally it's just like a misogynist thing yeah Which, and but also who gives a fuck about them you have your own audience whatever yeah i think i mean well finding your own audience is key i mean i think different places i i think and i don't even know if it's the rest of the country thing i don't know it's like it always seems like i here's what i think sometimes as when i think about male and female comedians i always men it always seems like they are, and maybe this is just because I've seen this in television and film over the years, but they're like the goofball. They're the, the fuck, you know, they're the bat bumbling, mm. you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. And so you don't mind if something happens to the bumbling guy. <laughs> yeah. You don't mind if that guy steps in a fire, mm. slips on a banana peel. For me, the thing that always... And this was the same thing about you watching UFC women. I didn't like it at first. I didn't like it because it felt like I didn't think, oh, these people shouldn't be able to do this. Right. I think anybody should do whatever they want. It just was like I always thought of women as like mom. Yeah, exactly. And like a sister. Right. So when you think about, oh, man, my sister, you know, it, it's a male instinct. Your, your sister's getting in a fight that yeah. you help or like and then comedy I always felt like was such an uncomfort. I think also, so it was like, man, this is so uncomfortable. You don't, a woman doesn't need to go through this. <laughs> That's what my dad said to like me I when put I first my, started. Like if I see a woman walking on stage, I should put my coat down yeah. over like, you know, yeah. so that she doesn't have gentleman? to step in the state, you know, or <laughs> step in the, the, so I think there's a lot of that. I, I don't know if it's that, for me, it was never that women shouldn't do this, I, but I did always, I think. And it wasn't a choice I made. No, it's an unconscious bias. Like for you, you're saying it's like a certain fragility that you're worried about. That. Yeah, it just felt yeah. like why do we, like why Which, do women have to do? Why do they need to uh, endure <laughs> this? That's literally what my dad said to me. Like when I first started, he's like, "You are one of the smartest people I've ever met. Why are you choosing <laughs> to put?" your life in a basement with drunks and fuck ups. But and I was like, fair, question. fair point, you know, <laughs> but also it's just like, it is what it is. It's like, a, like my, I think what you're saying is totally real. Like, cause I feel that way that I'm received that way in Orange County. Cause they cannot fathom that a woman would not, my own focus and priority would not be to be married with three kids right now. Right. And like my family's never seen me, my brothers have, but my fa my parents have never seen me do comedy before. Wow. Or any of my TV stuff either. Well, here's something also that happens. A lot of women start doing comedy, right? And I'm probably gonna get receive hell for this because it's a very, it's a generalization. Here's something that I sometimes feel could be realistic and I don't know. Here we go. Um, And they, and then the first thing they do is beat this woman drum instead of beating the comedy drum you know it's like um you mean off stage yeah kind of it's like i'm a female like somebody who's been doing it a month and they're big and they're just like i you just start getting into like this i'm a and i think maybe it was like kind of a fad that happened for a while it was like um and maybe women needed to maybe they need to do that to make sure that they're seen in like a in like a male dominated environment you know 
But I feel like sometimes uh, people will lean so much on any, whatever it is that makes them like, oh, I'm Southern or I'm a woman or I was on fire. You know, you see some guy and he's got skin grafts. He's like, I was on fire. You know, that's his big thing. And he's like, you know, fire shows. You know, we're doing everybody who's on, been on fire ever. You got to be on, you know, you're on the fire lineup only. Yeah. You know, victim, you know, like somebody, you know, yeah. neck brace line. You know, it's neck brace night at yeah. the fucking... Um, and I don't think it's a bad, I don't, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I don't know what I'm saying exactly. I guess I'm saying some people attach themselves so much to something that they forget that what they're doing is that we still have to do the thing. Yeah. I mean, I feel two ways. I'm about not saying that. that about you. No, I don't think you have, okay. you've never even seen me do comedy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wonder if that's true or not. I don't think so. Uh, but yeah, I. I want to be aware of shit and sometimes I can feel things like a lot of times when I'm in a green room, I mean, less now that I'm like more known, but like immediately when you walk in a green room, if it's like a older comic or a famous comic, they think that you're the girlfriend of another dude. Oh. <laughs> and it's just like, but like, that's not something I'm going to get upset about, but I can feel it immediately when I walk right. in or, um, <laughs> When I'm on stage, like, you know, comedy, though, is a meritocracy. Like, it's an instantaneous reaction. If you're not good, it's very apparent, you right. know? And, like... Yeah, I think so. But then the industry also started to adjust where they're just picking people because of things. And that, I think, has certainly loosened up, I think, some of the meritocracy of it. Yeah, that is a true, like, it's much more diverse in, in TV and everything and movies and opportunities and stuff. Um, and I think that's a, a good thing. I, I don't think people should, you know, necessarily get something, uh, for without handing value, but I like the diverse perspective, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's good because I do think it's good in the sense that it helps like, um, it does help diversify things some, you know, it's like, it helps like. Uh, plant seeds in people who maybe they also need inspiration. They're young in their career, or it's like maybe a face you wouldn't normally get to see because things are so. If, if things are so often the same way, you know, um, it gives different people opportunities. I think it's um, less less uh, stand up is less driven by that than you know, say television. Right, just Hollywood in general. Yeah, like you see, I'll see these lineups or whatever, and I'm like, yeah. that wasn't the. Um, designing factor yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah it's interesting it's interesting because i wonder yeah why do i sometimes feel like or what are some of the things that make me feel like it's a man sport or that it makes i think yeah i think those are the things for me about that it's like there's some fr fragility to it that you don't want uh, it's like a i mean i don't know you well but you seem like the area of comedy that you roll in is hyper masculine and the people that you're friends with yeah <laughs> i guess so yeah i mean i have some female comedian friends you well, know yeah. um but i guess yeah i mean i guess more of my comedian friends are probably men probably yeah i mean that makes sense yeah are more years women you think uh no i have like a mix i mean i always say like i don't really like being a woman <laughs> The, the best part about being a woman is female friendship. Like, my girlfriends in comedy 
are it's just like the best thing in the world because we're not really like it's such a uh it's such a distinct uh way of life that many people don't understand yeah. and especially like growing older as a woman uh people can't really understand like why you would want to do it so it's like you're really understanding each other in a way that other people don't right but um no i love all my guy friends and yeah yeah, it's interesting. It's so, and there's also so few people that do it. Yeah. Um, there's when you think about it, like even when you said, like, there's, you know, you know, like five minutes until you get into comedy, and then you realize so many people have know nothing about comedy. Totally. You're like in the world, so you know what you start to like, but then there's so many people that have no idea about. Yeah. Like they couldn't name like Chris Rock. They would just name Chris right. Rock, like yeah. Eddie Murphy. You know, Dave they would, yeah, they wouldn't Amy know Schumer. Robin, right? Yeah. You know, um, they have one point of reference. Like, I, a lot of my girlfriends uh, and I joke about it, but like, so many people will be like, and they'll be trying to compliment you, but it's fucking rude. They'll be like, you're like a more funny Amy Schumer or like a less funny Amy Schumer, whatever it is. They're just comparing right. you. And it's like, you could just say good job. Right. <laughs> Bitch. Yeah, people don't know how. I mean, I think some people also, they just don't know that much. You know, like you're saying, if they're trying to give you a compliment, some people are bad at compliments. Yeah, it's always like backhanded or whatever. But it's the point is that they have one woman <laughs> and she has blonde hair. Right. And so they immediately, they're like, mm, I have to make that association and I have to tell it directly to this person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what is, it, what is that in people that makes them, that makes us feel like we have to do that sometimes. Um. I think it's just because you want to try to feel connected. You want to try to share something, yeah. you know. It's interesting because if an old person says it, you'll give them less grief than you would if, like, a young person says it. Yeah. Um, That's how I try to think about, like, online comments, you know. Like, if you see a crazy person yelling in the street mm -hmm. where they're like, you're a fucking whore, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I didn't take that in. Yeah. Well, I was just like, that person's out of their fucking mind right but if you see it online yeah, <laughs> what? Yeah. but that's why i cheat them like oh they're not well they're commenting on a person they don't know they've never met <laughs> who would do that take the time in their day to do that yeah yeah who did i see the other night oh jessica michelle singleton is so funny uh -huh. have you seen her perform before yeah i like jessica jesus christ dude it was one of the best sets i've seen in so long oh that's so nice yeah. she's so sweet too she's such a good person it was oh it was so funny man that's God. great. Yeah, it made me feel like, damn. It was just really, really impressive. Um, yeah, I wonder why else I've ever thought like that. Maybe because also when I was growing up, they didn't have, like, I guess you had, I'm trying to think of female comics that I saw growing up. Joan Rivers. Yep, Joan Rivers, Paula Poundstone. Yeah. I remember. Um, Roseanne, who I loved, who was, like, probably one of yeah. my favorites. Uh, they've always had a good deal of female comedians, though. I guess like they didn't back used then, to have that many comedians wasn't. that people knew about. Yeah, Sarah Silverman. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Hollywood's always done a decent job of putting up probably a like pretty diverse group, except when it gets outside of black, white, and female. After those, I feel like it kind of fell off. I mean, now it's different. I think now things have been changing and going in a great direction, but like the women before me. They always said, like, you know, they could be better than some dudes in clubs, like, around the country wouldn't headline them because they said, like, people wouldn't come, you huh. know? So it's, like, uh, based on, like... But then who's... That, is that anybody's fault, though, or is that just business? 
Like you can't. It is business, but it's fucking dumb because it's not based on necessarily on talent. Like when you see like Lori Kilmartin, when you watch Lori Kilmartin, she's like one of the best joke writers in the country, and she just murders. And to think of like a mediocre dude headlining over her is sad. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But I think a lot of that goes to like just business. It's the same as like. Like you could put a ton, you could lay, you could put a, a a lineup and diversify it all you want, right? But in the end, if it doesn't sell, t- if people aren't buying tickets to go see it, like if the if the people aren't buying tickets to go see it, then no, the market is dumb, right? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. In the end, it's like yeah, it just has to be. So meritocracy, it doesn't always figure out. I guess then does it? No, meritocracy is what I mean. Is just on stage where you're like right. Okay, we'll see who's good and who's not. Oh, I've seen tons of people over the years that get opportunities because of like nepotism, religion, um, you know, like uh, certain friendships. That kind of stuff just happens. I think it happens in all walks of life, you know? Yeah. I yeah, think. it does. Like, um, you see. But that's also the thing that makes you keep fucking going. Like, if, it, if you showed up and just walked in and were like, hey, I'm here. I and mean, I'm funny, yeah. and just because I'm black, female, was in a fire, you know, died and came back to life. Or <laughs> I love whatever. how you keep saying um, was in a fire, as if that was someone's thing. Well, I'm just thinking different. <laughs> oh, it certainly is, man. They got all these shows. It's like really? I saw one one show. It was like, uh, I haven't it? been going to these shows. You've been going to? It's just some of the things I get. You know, I get a link or something. Hey, check out this, and it's all like, um, like not a not victims, affliction. Well, it's like affliction night. It, I you said know. publicly, do not ask me to do your all-female show that it's like ladies of laughter or some shit. I'm like, that is so fucking humiliating. <laughs> Why don't you just call it look at these clams yapping? Like, I cannot, I mean, like, I cannot okay. even fathom that shit. It's so embarrassing. Well, here, here's, so that here's something that happens, I think. A lot of men also, for me, I remember like I was so, it was so tough sometimes like, um, who was I talking about one time? Oh, Nikki Glaze, when I first heard her act, it reminded me for some reason of my mother specifically. And so I like couldn't listen to her comedy at the beginning because there was just some weird correlation between like her and what my mom sounded like to me growing up, right? Yeah. It's not that way now. I mean, and she know I've taught, it's just been like a funny thing, but, um, and I mean, I'm sure men maybe girls to women in weird ways, right? Real. And girls probably do the same to guys. I bet. Yeah. Well, and there's also just a thing of like you know, it's good to be able to do well in front of everyone, but there are demographics that are going to be not more naturally drawn to you and your material and who you are and what you're talking about. Like I don't like right, which is totally fine, and that's yeah. Like the other night, I did a show at that comedy jam, jam in the vans. Uh-huh. So. And then we had a, uh, there was a comedian on the lineup who's a female comedian, right? She says to me, and the crowd was pretty diverse. She comes up to me after the show. She goes, hey, I just want to say I saw your crowd, very diverse group. You're really doing your job. That's what she said to me. And I'm like, I will never work with this girl again for saying that. Because, like, you know how hard it is to get any audience? You think I'm tr- I have to get a certain type of audience? Like, that's fucking crazy to me. Like, I'm happy to sell any tickets. Like, now I have to make sure each audience member, like this person, you know, has a hat. This person has glasses. This person's a ginger. This person's a Filipino. Like, that's fucking impossible. Yeah. Right? Like, 
I don't know. And maybe I had like, I mean, I could have had like an overreaction. It just seemed like, and this was a girl who doesn't sell tickets, which is fine, right? But it was like, are you really telling me like that I have to have now a di- like a diverse audience? Like, it just fucking was like, that's impossible, okay? Maybe some people it's possible, but. I love that you added, and this is a person who doesn't sell tickets. Yeah. Well, it's like coming from her. It's like, yeah, you would think that hypothetically in this perfect world, it would be great if every time you walked out there, there was like a perfect rainbow of an audience. I mean, I would Maybe. love that personally for me. Like, you know, there is nothing better on earth as a white woman than making black people laugh. Right. <laughs> There's no better feeling in the world. But, oh, yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, you can control it and people like. I'm sure a lot of, you know, Southern people are drawn to you. I don't have a big Southern audience, actually. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Why yeah, not? most of my tickets I sell Australia. Portland is my biggest audience. Oh. Yeah. Because wow. I don't have a country audience. I'm not a country guy. Oh. Um, but, yeah, it's funny you would think that, though. Well, I don't know what's country. Just like you're from. Aren't you from there? I'm from Louisiana. Yeah. But. Yeah, but I don't sell. It's like I do great there, you know. But yeah. I don't. It's not like my biggest markets. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it never has been really. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just felt like that was such an insight. Like, you're really doing your job. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you? I don't know, and I don't know why I'm bringing that up right now. I guess because we're like talking about that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it just blew. I was like, what? Like you can't control who comes out there. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and you work so hard to get anybody to come out there yeah, I mean, that you are yeah. grateful. I'm grateful for those people. I don't care what fucking call. I don't care if they have no right. heads or arms. Yeah. If they have a heart that cares and wants to be there. Yeah. Then I'm grateful for that. Yeah. You would love a limbless uh, I would be totally fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You'd love them to be wheeled into your show. Yeah. 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 I mean, it would be fine. Right. Um, but yeah, I just thought that mindset that like now, I wonder if that's a mindset that some comedians feel now that like, man, now I have to get this perfectly diverse audience, you know? I don't know. I don't think about that shit. I just try to be a good person. I'm for diversity, but you know, just do what I can do. And there's so much you can't control. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know a lot of people that aren't for diversity, I guess. Um, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of inevitable, you yeah. know? You can't even really be race anymore because everybody's so mixed now, you know? It's like oh fucking God. almost impossible. You almost have to have like a real chart if you're really going to be race. It's like you got to really fucking do some homework, you know? Mm, yeah. I feel like anyway. Um. So what other stuff have you tried outside of breath work? Uh, I really did a lot. Have you? Like so cor- like quarantine. And I've always been like this. I was like this since I was a little kid. I was raised Catholic, but like my parents, when I would ask them about God, they just like change the subject, but it was like an really? Italian thing. It's just like culturally Catholic because my dad's like full Italian. Okay. Um, But okay. I was like, I would think deeply about all of it, like really seriously. And I always was like reading and I just love learning. And so, um, you know, I've been in therapy for a long time and, uh, when quarantine hit, I was like, oh, and now I, I can't do stand up. Like, I had this time. And I just started taking like all these weirdo online courses. Mm-hmm. I did, I took breath work and like, so I, you took it online through Zoom. Yeah, I was taking breath work classes for the first time and I just couldn't believe it. It was amazing. Um, because, you know, I was reading those books that are saying like, 
trauma stored in your body, in like your physical body and your tissues and everything. Did you believe that when you heard it at first? Yeah, I mean, there's like a lot of research about it. Uh, and, you know, if you had any abuse or anything, it's in there, like beyond your conscious mind. Um, and then like I took Reiki certification. Wow. Yeah, I just was like, and I just do all this stuff for fun. No, it's fascinating. Yeah, though. like I like learning about it and I take a little from each thing. I don't like, I don't treat anything as dogma. Yeah. And then I took TM meditation certification. Yeah. And then I did ayahuasca. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so I want to go through a little bit of that. So uh, what, what, what do you say you said? Um, breath work. Breath work. And you got certified to teach it? Yeah. Wow. I took two uh, levels of courses. The first one is just to teach one-on-one, -on -one, and then the second level is to teach, like, group classes. And how long does that certification and stuff take? Um, It's a certain – I don't know. It's, like, how many hours would it have been? Probably, like, 16 hours per level. You do, like – it was online. Dang. Yeah. And are you like practicing your neighbors and shit? Like, what do you, how do you, is there? Well, I wasn't going to teach it. It was never, I was never going to teach it. You were just learning it to learn I it. was just like interested. Yeah. And, you know, I wasn't on the road. I wasn't doing anything and it was just fun. And, um, and then like nine months after I took it, like yeah. some of my friends were like, people are all really fucked up around <laughs> us. Like you should just do an online one. And I was like, no, <laughs> that's weird. Especially like, you know, comedy and stuff like it was be like a vulnerable thing to be like, take my breathwork class. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I like put, made an online thing, and a bunch of people came and they really liked it. And then I've done like two since, and I'm doing another one. I hadn't, I haven't done one since June, but I'm doing one on Tuesday. Mm. Yeah. Um, you haven't done one of your own, you mean? No, I haven't had a virtual class or like. That people so you'll do a to. virtual oh and anybody can go yeah so is it the same like the lesson that you gave me yeah but it's, it's less personalized right but, yeah i can't personalize it for like a big group but right like when That's we crazy. do a session um you know i think britney is the one that told you you're yeah britney uh hunter no britney schmidt. schmidt i'm sorry <laughs> Brittany Hunter went to high school. Um, yeah, who the sorry. fuck is Brittany Hunter? I, I, she was a great woman. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think she's still alive. I don't know. But um, I think she went to high school. I don't even know, actually. I remember, like, one person from high school, so I don't really? even. Yeah. Um, wow. You just, you just don't, you were not a fan. You just, did you thrive in high school? I did. Everything was going great until something bad happened. Oh, in high school? Yeah. Oh. Um, but uh, like, yeah. And I did thrive. You did. Yeah. Were uh, how do you feel like you thrived? Like, were you funny then? I was funny. Like I was a surfer. I was like, like star volleyball player. Went to UCLA. You went to UCLA for volleyball. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. Oh dang! Yeah. Dude, what a babe, huh? <laughs> uh, it was. So high school was good, but I some shit did go down that really was tough. Was it um my coach? You you had a coach yeah that was abusive yeah yeah yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, it's okay. Thank you. Um, is that one of the things that you made you want to do like seek out some of these other things? Yeah, and like you know. I'd worked my whole life. I was like junior national team, all this stuff, like volleyball. And this is in college. 
uh yeah and then like it was just kind of I mentally wasn't like pro it just wasn't great for me because everything that happened and stuff and I quit like two years in um so you had an you had a abusive experience with a coach yeah and i uh, sorry i don't know how to ask about no it. that's okay kind of, um, <laughs> you're doing great yeah i'm curious I'm, I'm, it's process it's okay. not like yeah okay so you had so you were in high school when this happened yeah wow yeah and it was a, a a coach of yours yeah and did was there charges was it no like what when, ha can i ask you what happened i mean it was like a sexual abuse thing and okay. um like there was I've talked about it on podcast. Because I'm trying to be brave because I don't have I get nervous asking about certain yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, I'm not trying to like I don't want you to be uncomfortable. No, no, I'm okay. not, I'll only go as far as I want to go. Okay. <laughs> and I don't want you to feel like I expect you to talk about. No, it. No, no, it's um. But I think it if it's I do think it's interesting if what our traumas are or why you know because that breathwork class the first one I took from you fucking blew my mind. Like I'm yeah. on the phone with my brother, I can't even talk right. because I'm crying. You know, right. and he thinks just something's wrong with the connection, right. and I'm yeah. like, fucking something's right. wrong with every connection in my life. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 for um, sure. And like these anyway. things um impact us like subconsciously for a long time. And, and I, I was in therapy, and you know therapy's great, and I got to a place where I could you know talk about it totally comfortably and. And was it a relationship that you had with a coach? Uh, yeah. I mean, there was like I found out there was like many other people besides me, but um, unfortunately, uh, but yeah, it really was just so disorienting in like a really developmental, like sensitive time of my life. Wow. And especially like this thing where I sort of felt like I had to choose between saying something or like, um ruining my which sadly i still think was the right choice because i was like i'm not fucking up my dream of playing division volleyball at my division one volleyball at my dream school you know yeah um so i didn't say any i didn't say shit um and then yeah just i sort of started processing and when i was older i ended up doing uh talking about it and stand up like uh like sort of before the pandemic and I was never like one of those people that was like I have to be confessional comedy or whatever I was like I would only talk about this if it was not for any sort of like processing trauma but because it was really fucking funny mm -hmm. um and so I did that and that was really cool but also really uh it wore on me a lot more Cat than I thought it yeah. would be I could only I only did oh, it, it for wore like, on you yeah because it was so different like I, I talked about it. Um, I thought, like, I talked about it so much that it's, like, t I feel great. Talking about it on stage every night uh, took so much out of me physically. And also, before I got it, like, good, you know, bombing. Right. Oh. <laughs> but that shit was... Trauma bombing? <laughs> There's no, nothing sadder. Yeah, no. It's There's like, nothing I, more painful. No, I just got molested again. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then I put that set out. By silence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, you guys are injuring me right now. Um, but yeah, like I'm really proud of that set. Like I think it's like one of the funniest things I've ever done. Um, wow. Yeah. What would you do if you didn't have high interest loans or credit card debt? What would you do? If you didn't have a high interest rate mortgage, you didn't have credit card debt, what would you do? Go to Guam maybe? Go to Bahrain? Go to... Uh, Go to Ohio, take a trip somewhere, do something. 
Well, if you dread looking at your credit card statements, then you're just like me and just like millions of others. But Upstart can help you on your path to financial freedom. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Yep. You can use you can check your rate without impacting your credit score in minutes for loans between 1000 to 50000 Dear God, they've got so many amounts. You can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash Theo. That's upstart.com slash T-H-E-O. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. We sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application, upstart.com slash Theo. You know, if you don't change things up, they get stale. They get, um, they get real, uh, if you don't change things up, they get the same. And the same is not exciting after a while. The same can be boring, especially when it comes to fitness. If you do one exercise forever, you do calf raises. And you don't do anything else. You'll probably die. But you'll have strong, strong legs. Bottom legs. Peloton is stepping in to the new change when it comes to fitness. They're doing new things, new offerings added to their lineup. They've got boxing now. That's right. Discover a fast, furious, fun workout with Peloton instructors in your corner. They've got new artist series of music. You listen to new music, you like it. You listen to some Adele. You listen to some damn uh, Counting Crows, some uh, uh, Young M.A. Listen to it all. Whoever else you like. Willie, Willie, uh, Willie Nelson. From pop and rock to hip-hop, they've got all types of new uh, stations you can listen to, specifically, specifically on their platform. More daily workout variety. A workout for every goal, day, and mood. You got 10 minutes, they got 10 minutes. You you got a half hour, they can help you. You want yoga, you want to do abs, uh, they can help. Bike workout, meditation, dance, cardio, it's all on there. For a limited time only, try the Peloton app free for two months, then $12.99 a month after. New members only visit onepeloton.com slash app to learn more. That's two months free at O-N-E. P-E-L-O-T-O-N dot com. Offer expires one thirty one twenty two. Terms apply. So when all that, so that you quit volleyball at the time because it was just all of it was too much? No, I wouldn't say it was because of that. Like I wouldn't, it was just like, it was, it had been so much uh, that it was just, I was overwhelmed. Wow. Like, cause I wasn't mentally and obviously, I didn't have any support. I hadn't told anyone, you know, whatever it was. Uh, yeah, it was just really crazy experience. And how much of that, when you look back on it now, um, and if it's a not a fair thing to ask or something, just let me know because I don't really know sometimes. But um, how much are you able to try and examine the psyche of whatever that person that, like, you know, the abuser was? Like, are you able to, like, try and – not obviously understand where they're coming yeah. from, but see like, you know, cause now you seem pretty in tune with like feelings and why people do stuff. Maybe I'm sure you've had a lot of, you know, a lot of gone through a lot of your own stuff with that. 
are you able to like I don't know what I'm, I guess I'm no not... am I able to forgive this person yeah like how do you find some footing to be able to forgive somebody because that would be fucking hard I feel um like. I don't think yeah I mean I've really had a whole process with that I don't think um obviously it's not a well person it's like right. they're mentally sick yeah. you know a kid like when I see like a 16 year old now I'm like that's a baby right uh and so you are not well if you are somehow Trying to attracted date a baby. yeah if you're a child yeah. um yeah but i i i just see it as a sick person and you know i had to it's this painful and all this stuff but um yeah it's just like i have to move forward and enjoy my life like you do have to look directly at these things to get through them mm-hmm. uh but yeah i want to have a good life i will say it's like i do have like commitment issues that i'm working through at this point in right. my life yeah. yeah oh i bet <laughs> it's just like i mean i could yeah you don't realize the side effects of like i think sometimes we don't even realize the side effects of certain things like all the little things that it can go into you know yeah like i'll have these like nice men try to get close to me and i'm just like i don't know but i'm, I'm working through it yeah um that's crazy it reminds me of like it just makes me think of when I was growing up, they had like coaches that would get in trouble for date. Yeah, like there was a lot of that. I mean, know? there's so much bullshit that goes on now. There's so much pain in the world. There really is. Yeah. And it and it's like there really, really is. And like I I wanna be each person that heals himself and gets well, it has a ripple effect. Yeah. And is able to be more kind to the people around them and to make the the world better and less full of pain. Yeah. And like I want to be have children, and I want to be really solid and yeah. Right, yeah. It's hard. It's hard to do that. I I struggle a lot with that commitment stuff, man. It's so fucking hard for me. Like my whole life, it's always been hard for me to like say like this is my girlfriend. Like I ne- there's nothing makes me cringe more oh. than saying like that I'm attached to anybody. Is it because it um, limits your options? No, I don't think that that's it. I think it's like some. I mean, I'm sure there's been times where, <laughs> where obviously, I, maybe I did, what didn't mm-hmm. want to be in a relationship or yeah. something. But I think for me, when I was young, like the only thing I felt like I had was the way you saw me. Like I was always like hyper managing, like my, um, like I hated where we lived. I hated our financial status. I didn't like our family. We had no family set up. All these things that I had no control over. Yeah. That fucking made just were like made me so angry or uncomfortable. And then the only thing I could control was how you saw me, like when you saw me, yeah, how you saw me. So it was like I was constantly like trying to manage this image of like I would take different buses to different neighborhoods and then yeah. fucking walk them, just weird shit. But then I always like was I think it was like, well, if I have somebody else attached to me and they do something weird or uncomfortable or whatever, then that's going to be a reflection of how you see me. It yeah. was just too much of a liability. It was – it's because it's all an outward focus. Right. Like I'm c- concerned with what people – Yeah. I get that. Like I think that's something that's so natural, especially as like teenagers and that whole time period. And, and then as you get older, that's something I'm really focusing on. We've talked about it in breath work, but like – I really want to not look outward. And that's, I stop, 
I really have been negotiating my relationship with Instagram too because I feel that's all looking outward. Yeah. I'll black out and like lose an hour just like watching yes. fucking Instagram stories and I'm like, this is hell. This is um this is not like an intentional thing. <laughs> I don't wanna know what these people are fucking doing. This is literally hell on earth. I'm afraid of being <laughs> on my fucking deathbed and being like I didn't live life. I was just looking at Instagram stories. Yeah. yeah you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. And so I'm, I, and like I, now also, yeah. I'm really trying to think about like, especially it is hard when we do this thing where you are really putting yourself out there to be seen. And that can be difficult. It's hard to be vulnerable in like a public life like this. And so in my mind, one thing I'm working on is just maintaining my energy no matter who I'm around. Like nobody is above me right. and nobody is below me, who, whoever they are. Yeah, so that I'm not like outside myself. Oh, I see what you're saying. So it keeps everything in this ground where it's all like, it's gonna be the same no matter what. So that's a lot more manageable. I'm not trying to impress anyone and I'm not trying to look down on anyone. Right. That's like the state that I'm trying to Damn, be. Damn, girl, yeah. that's a real tightrope. Yeah, I mean, well. It's good, no, it's a great, I, I love it. practice. Right. Now I'll be around like really big fucking people and they're just a person. Yeah. And I'm also around people like I don't want I want to be regular with them. I want to treat that person. That's like but like not wherever I am. The Some, exact fucking same. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard, dude. They had this guy in like in a park next to our uh my place out here and he was like playing this drummer all night. He, he is not a drummer, right? So that's a real that was a lot, you know. Um expressing but I, himself. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of, but it kind of like not during business hours, you know. Sure. So sometimes it's hard, man, to just want to treat everybody well and not fucking throw limes at that guy. You oh know? yeah, I know. I well now I'll be like aware of my impatience because you might be a highly sensitive person, yeah. which is twenty percent of the population. Is it really? I identify, unfortunately, to my humiliation as one of those people. I don't want to be a highly fucking sensitive person. You don't. But Most of like, this audience is probably highly sensitive. <laughs> That's my audience, actually. It's like, no, I mean highly sensitive uh, uh, to environment, noise, you know. Oh, yeah, I am. Heat, scent, like all sorts of things. Like, I really am that. And it it's doesn't, I, it's a little, it'll come up and I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill this person. Yeah. But then I'm like, no, no, relax. How can you surrender? How can you just allow this reality to be since you have no control of it anyways? Yeah, that's true. But sometimes you got to fucking put the hammer down. <laughs> it's impossible enough sometimes not to put the fucking hammer down. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. It's hectic. It's an interesting, it's, a, it's interesting these days. I feel like, uh serenity is definitely feels like more of a commodity you know we're so in everything is so inundated and when you get like especially you get on social media you get on your phone i really feel like i fall into a warp hypnotized yes yeah. and because i will literally come out of it and i'll tell people i'll be like i'm back i'll say that yeah. i find myself saying that like i've just just gone somewhere i've i do i've started deleting it off my phone during the day oh wow because i just think it's a nightmare. Well, Instagram's Instagram's whatever. TikTok's the fucking hard one. Though. I don't have TikTok. Oh, 
I'm not pulling you TikTok people is in. good though, but that's the problem though. They fine tuned yeah. it and made it Your honestly. Algorithm. Well, no, they just made it pretty good. Like TikTok, I'm watching like a couple of you know, you can watch somebody do knitting. You can watch like just quiet Asians, dude. It's like total. You're just watching Asian people be quiet. Like you can. There's so many things that's just like you can watch somebody doing a cake. You can watch somebody oh just turning the pages of a book. Yeah, like it's definitely like they fucking they went all out. I just want less altogether. Like, yeah. I want to just become a movie star already so that I can move to fucking Montana oh, damn, and okay. fly in for my role <laughs> and then go the back out away from everyone. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like that maybe. I don't know. You think you would like it out there on like a ranch or something? Yes, I fucking would. You do? Yeah, I don't. I just want to like. I maybe I'm getting old. I just like love the quiet. Like, I need to keep up with all this shit. I don't care. I don't want to. I don't need to see you cooking eggs. But or... will you not have the ability then to draw from stuff? I mean, I know that's kind of like a. Will you not have the ability to draw from stuff? No, I have more because like I hike almost every day. Like now, I'm trying to be in nature. Like, like... a nature comic. Yeah, I'm a nature comic. <laughs> no, I just get like. When my mind is still, like it was when I was a kid, and I didn't have phones or anything, and I would daydream or think up, make up worlds and all this imagination and shit, like that's when shit comes to me. Like jokes always come to me when I'm in the shower, I'm getting a massage, I'm outside, mm. away from a screen is when there's space for things to come into my head. Yeah, And I get, I can be like, Think of silly things or think of we like weird perspectives. Do you um? A lot of rich people are going to outer space. You know it. <laughs> yeah, I've heard. And do you think that uh? Do you think that that's fair? Um, I try not to think about what's fair and not fair. I feel like that. I mean. I do in some ways, trust me. I want things to be like equitable for all people. I mean, like, uh, I don't know why that whole thing is happening. They could redirect that money to things that it need it. Yeah. But also, I mean, what do I, I have no control over it. I don't fucking care. But do you think, because some people think there's like rich people are meeting up and spare, like there's like another place that they're all... That's fucking insane. <laughs> fucking, this shit I mean, is weird. that's crazy. I have not like, heard we're that. We're all at like Walmart and they're at like a Chick-fil-A in the sky, you know? Wow, yeah. No, I have not considered a Chick-fil-A in the sky yet. Because uh, it seems like that a little, you know? Really? It seems like they're all going up there and yeah, just look, you know, like, Are oh, you a conspiracy theorist? Um, <laughs> I'm not. I mean, I probably am somewhat. I think, I think certainly a lot more levels of like people wondering what's going on. You know, yeah. I think as you start to see like a lot of like, as we get further away from like any type of faith and religion or any like a lot of people do not have a, a real strong sense of faith. I don't think these days. So I think when you get like out there like that, then you start to people look at conspiracies more. They want they're looking for something. People are always looking for something yeah. to believe in. I feel like a reason, a per, you know, like a they want uh, an answer. Do you have faith? Yeah. Like. In a Judeo-Christian God or what? Yeah. I mean, I believe in God. I believe in a higher power. And yeah. for me, I use God as that 
is the sidewalk for that for me. Yeah. So I think different people use different things, you know. Yeah. I mean, um, I've tried on many different things. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but now I just think of God as like divine loving intelligence, like completely divorced of all religion though religion i don't know at this point doesn't really seem like it for me like when i think of the catholic shit i'm just like that's fucking insane like how are these fucks not arrested ever yeah like what do you mean like for what like the catholic rape thing i went to catholic school there was a priest at every school i went to was transferred oh yeah and then i saw like a I saw a headline the other day that France, just France, has had like 350,000 abused kids. Well, imagine being romantically molested. (laughs) But I'm like, that's fucking insane how that they're they're, they're fully, a religion is fully protected globally where it's, it's basically legal sex abuse. Yeah. That's crazy. It's totally crazy. Well, it's also, I mean, it's like, and then that also that they don't pay taxes. It's crazy that none of these things are like charged. There's like, it's unbelievable. And especially when it's like people need, they want some reason. They want some, you know, a lot of people want church. They are also brought up in churches. So it's like a comfortable place. You know, one of the things I love about church is like you go and you see like kids are playing together. It's fun. It's like a fun place. Families get together. Yes. It's, it's a family-oriented thing. It's that's the cool. thing I love about it. Yeah. That's one thing to me I that's like really that. nice. There's a lot of really good things. like. But it's crazy why they cover these guys up. Why they, like... No, why don't they send... Yeah. If they would be... Have so much more integrity if they shipped all those fuckers to jail. To Australia. And they said, we're... <laughs> they put them in jail. They said, we are cleaning out our institutions. Yeah, 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 but they're not and doing that. And then you would be like, Oh, bravo, you know, like, good. But Hollywood could do the same thing. Hollywood's just a fucking, cra- it's a fucking, cra- it's definitely no, it's a religion. Good. Yeah, our, our co-workers are, yeah. uh, we're amongst <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah. It's great. I love saying hello to them all the time. Hello at my place of work. It's really good. But do you- Hi, Blair. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> do you think it brings, but then I think that just goes back to just how much, like, there's just a damaged element to being human. A hundred percent is it is humanity. And look, even the best person on earth has done horrible things. Yeah, John Legend. The best person on earth. <laughs> and like. And that was a joke. But yeah, I mean, everybody's a piece of shit. You can't not. It's you, not a piece of shit. It's just like. But everybody has shit on them. It's com- of course. Everybody has shit on their confusing. shoes and some people in their shoes. Yeah, it's it's really confusing. And like I try one of the things I'm really working on is like not taking things personally. Yeah. Just trying that on. And uh, it's hard. Cause you're, but it's like when I, as I'm setting this intention, I'm seeing it more clearly that like when someone does something to piss me off, yeah. they're not even thinking about me. They're fully viewing it through their own fucked up lens or whatever pain they're going through. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. And we've also gotten so in our own world that that's the only lens we even have anymore. So you're not even looking at things as a two-way street. I noticed a few years ago when the elevator would open, people would get in it used to always be. <laughs> yeah. It was always yeah. people got out first. You wait. It was just a yeah. natural thing. And then now people get in. Yeah. As pe- it's like, yeah. It's all kind of, I don't know. It's hard to know if it's, it's hard to know if how much of what we are like suffering from or will suffer from if 
if it's like side effects of like society or if it's just like this this flaw inside of us i don't know it's all of it it's It's not it's not a flaw i would encourage you to think of it differently (laughs) what i like you know the guy i learned of breathwork bro he divine healing as just when i love about it is because it takes all the pathology away and just a healing is just like giving love to the places that hurt Mm. you know instead of like broken illness like that that, 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 all these like things that we think are flaws or our brokenness or like make us unlovable and that is something i love about breathwork because it's so pure it's just something giving your god-given like natural structure putting it to use and remembering the divinity of who you are Mm. yeah it's a lot. Do you think that like, but if we didn't have like flaw, if we didn't, do you think we ever get to a place where it's all evened out or it's just always this constant? No, because that would be perfection and perfection doesn't exist. Yeah. And like trying for that is pain. Like, you know, when you get into a, like, of course you want to be stable right. and you want to be feeling good a majority of the time, but I think the definition of mental health is being able to feel the full spectrum of emotions in a healthy way. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that that's probably sounds pretty fair to me. I would like that. <laughs> yeah. But like when we like when I think then you get into spiritual bypassing, which is like toxic positivity, which isn't like actually addressing how you feel or whatever um as some way of like enlightenment and the fact is we're just all human you know yeah i thought being human would be easier kind of <laughs> no no because everyone's dealt like whatever cards are dealt and i think it's just like our cosmic lessons on earth yeah i think for some reason i felt like it would be easier um i feel like uh it looks pretty good from from where i'm sitting oh thank you <laughs> I did wash my hair two days ago. <laughs> I meant your life. Oh, yeah, no, my life is, uh, uh, yeah, I think it doesn't matter. It's always like what you are, yeah, I don't know. I felt like, I I always felt like if I got to a certain level of like doing well in my job or maybe then I would, then everything would be okay, I think. I had this preconceived notion in my head that like all these other things that I worry about or feel or these discomforts will disappear so when I started to have some success and that didn't happen uh, I think I was like kind of like there was a part of me I didn't even know this motor was running that expected this yeah you know and it was like oh you're still just you know with with your weights I think that's Um, completely natural thought like we're all looking for something to save us, whether it's like success, love, whatever it is. Yeah, Botox, <laughs> ortho, orthotics. Um, yeah, but I think like wealth and money and success really just brings out even more of what is already there. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it makes a lot of other things easier. Well, Mark Norman said it best about having a little bit of money. Here's what it makes easier. If you are cold or something and you're at like a gas station or something, you don't have to like, you you don't have to look at the price of the sweat. You're like, okay, I just can get this yeah. sweatshirt. You know, like little yeah. things like that are kind of nicer. Like, do I need like, 
what, how much is this lunch? It's like it saves you a little bit of time and having to look at some price tags. If it's something big like a car or something, you're going to look. But like for, you know, it's like yeah. that kind of stuff is a little bit nice. You don't have to think about the cost of like, a, a, you know, really a meal maybe or something, you know. Yeah. Those things are kind of a little bit nice to have to have happen maybe. Um, so take me. So I tried ketamine therapy was one thing that I tried like in the past seven months maybe. How many times did you do it? I did six times. So it was six six sessions. Cool. You sit with a therapist in a room. Yeah. And they fill you up and then you, you know, are talking with this therapist, this psychiatrist psychiatrist the whole time yeah so you're kind of going through things and like sharing and um i found that that was really interesting i felt maybe for like trauma like it, one specific trauma or something did you go deep in that i sometimes i was off the wall i mean i was like in another echelon did you find it helpful i found it helpful some i got to have some moments like i got to spend time with my dad for like about 45 seconds Hmm. Which was pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, just to let him know that I loved him. I felt like he never knew, maybe. Wow. And it felt real. Like, it felt as yeah. real as this sitting here talking yeah, to you. Yeah, that's really beautiful. So to have something like that happen where yeah. it's like, um, I got to see my mom when she was a little kid. Wow. Which was pretty powerful, I felt like. Um, you know. Uh, so they do, like, inner child work? I don't know. The dude had a big beard. I know that was running it. So I'm sure he's fucking definitely done some things, man. This dude, he had one of those crazy fucking, you know. No, no. Inner child. Did you work with your inner child? No, no, no. We didn't see him. <laughs> we was more just doing like regular. I, I think feel like that's chat. like a big direction that people are going in with therapy and healing is just like going back to your inner child. Yeah. Because they say like your entire subconscious blueprint for the rest of the your life is developed from zero to seven years old wow so shit. whatever goes down then is really like your whole framework which is so crazy because it's completely out of our control yeah so yeah yeah i i, I went to this other place called pcs for a week and it's like um like this guy bobby lee this comedian recommended to me do you know, know who that bobby. is so, and he's, I think, Vietnamese or something, but he recommended it to me. And he, um, he uh, that place is all about your inner child. Like, you got to go to Build-A-Bear and get, like, a little child. Yeah. So you're in there with, like, a bunch of Yeah, it's straight. really, I've done shit like Dude, that. it's so dicey. We're in there. There's, like, a bunch of oh, fucking. You went? Oh, yeah. There's, oh, my like, God. There's, like, a bunch of grown men yes. in this Build-A-Bear. And there's, like, a bunch of kids <laughs> in there. There's, like, a kid's party. And we're fucking putting dresses and like, oh yeah, this one will wear it. Look good in a baseball outfit. Oh my like, god! So then you're leaving the mall with your bears, like, oh. And you're like, this it's heartbreaking. Yeah, um, it is heartbreaking. Wait, did and you then get somebody's a lot like, dude, your deal. You're my favorite comedian. Oh, that's you're fucking humiliating. buying a bear. Oh my god. You're buying a bear, dude, and this lady putting the stuffing in there. The one lady, her fucking gum, I remember, fell in the stuffing thing, and she's like, it's just a nightmare in there, just a real. But it was kind of like how God does it. It was like, you know, you got all this cotton, and you're just fucking stuffing it into these bears, dude, and you're just sending them out the door, Wait, you know? Yeah. And sometimes there's some bad knitting. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Did you, did you get a lot out of it, or no? It was pretty fast. Uh, some of it I did. Some EMDR. I noticed I would I be real judgmental going into some of the sessions like just like um you know judgment is like something that keeps me it's a like a preventative thing to keep me from connection sure. so i won't have to have some feelings or something so there was stuff like that uh 
it was kind of exhausting. Some of the therapies, it was like some group stuff I didn't like, but there was some stuff I really did like. Yeah, I find like that group stuff. I mean, now I've worked on it and stuff, but like at first I was like, no fucking way. I was like, I'm not talking about anything yeah. like in a group or in front of people, which is so weird because like I've been, I've been doing comedy, like I speak publicly in front of crowds all the time. But like when it was about serious shit, like, no, huh. it took me a long time. But that I ended up being like the most healing thing for me. Uh, doing group therapy? It wasn't group therapy. It's 12 step. Uh, but I don't okay. want to say that which one. Right. So like recovery. Yeah, recovery. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, recovery I feel like is the best overall solution that I've found, honestly. Do you feel that way or no? Totally. And it ended up being because the community, because like, you know, where I grew up, uh, it's just no one talks about mental health. No one talks about anything. Like never heard any, no one talks about their problems. Like it's very buttoned up. And that's the way my family was, too. And I'm just the total opposite. Like, I'm very sensitive. I feel a lot of things. I'm interested in a lot of things. Like, I want to talk about things. Um, and so when I got to recovery, like, and I I remember when I first saw people I knew because it's L.A. And there's, like, a lot of people in entertainment in there, of course. And I was, like, I was trying to hide from them. Like, it didn't cross my mind that they're there, too. <laughs> I was just like, oh, no, oh, they're seeing me, me here, right. you know? Um, yeah, I even think that way on Zoom meetings sometimes. Yeah. I was on one yesterday. I didn't want to show my face because I'm like, totally. oh, I don't want to fuck you. Don't wanna be, you don't want to be, like, known in this private way. So I didn't talk, like, the first couple <clears> of years. <throat> but then when I started talking is, like, when I experienced a lot of uh, progression. Mm. And how was the uh, ayahuasca? Tell me about that experience. Take me through that. Uh, it was really cool. Yeah. I uh, I'd wanted to do it forever. I'm just like curious, and um, Ron White did it too recently. Oh, really? Yeah, and he did it at a damn Best Western in outside. I want to say in near Houston. Yeah, nobody tell my parents I did ayahuasca. They really wouldn't like that. Um, but uh, I after I got vaccinated, I did it. I knew I was gonna go back on the road, and then I was like, what if I like fall in love and like get married and I probably and have children I'm not gonna be able to like be a mom that goes and does DMT you know right, you gotta mean? do it now yeah I gotta do it now so mm -hmm. I just saw like a window and it was really the window came actually uh everyone had always said like don't do it in LA it's like sketchy white people whatever I'd always want to go to the Amazon but I was like I don't see go that. to Memphis and do it dude that's I'm sure a real dicey dose yeah um okay go on so I found like a, I had found like a tangible someone had had a great experience and so I just went I went by myself which the day of when I was like driving to this sketchy ass property I was like this might be a bad idea was it off of Melrose <laughs> no it was like out, an hour outside of LA in a oh, okay. tiny farming town. And I was like driving up to this like desolate property and I was like, this is a bad idea. But I texted my friend, I was so, like three of my friends. I was like, here's the address, check in at this time. And immediately like their guardians, um, the men, when they said hello, they hugged you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. That's, I do not like the forced over familiarity. Like, I don't want you to hug me. When Two I arm hug or one arm hug? <laughs> Two. Oh yeah, <laughs> like hello from a man. Were and they wearing I was like, jewelry? This, um, there was some jewelry for sure, but it oh. ended up. <laughs> I was like, I could. If somebody with two arms and jewelry hugs you, dude, <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling the cops. Yeah, dude. but I was like, 
I guess I'm in. Like, I did the whole And it was just you by yourself? It was me by myself. No, dude. How? And how? No, there was a huge group of people, but oh, I didn't was. know anyone. I, I never met say, these people. Because I would feel like if you'd gone through, like, sexual trauma and then you roll up to three dudes at a damn ranch. Oh, no. I would have fucking get the fuck out. I would have sprint. I would sprint out of there. Um... You just rolled through just hitting a volleyball around. You're like, this is <laughs> Yeah. Insane. Hey, what's up? We're here for round two. Um, no, but I, <laughs> I, uh, it Sorry, was, I interrupted your story. No, it's okay. But it ended up being really, really cool. Um, wow. I had, you have to prepare so much. Like, you can't um, drink, smoke, like, I don't smoke, but you can't, like, meat, caffeine, all these things, like before so there's like a whole large preparation um and then uh i listened to podcasts and documentaries and basically they're all like like aubrey marcus and stuff and they're all said like you're gonna go to the darkest fucking place you're gonna experience terror but then on the other side you'll feel great and so i went in there like i was just like it's just gonna take me, and I'm gonna go, and I'm just gonna hold on. Whatever. Get eye black on. Yeah, yeah. I get was a like, sharp tampon. Yeah, I was in. like, You're I like, can fucking do this, and that was like the full opposite experience. Really? I, had. I got. I was taken to like a pink marshmallow jungle, and like my message, because like you know my thing has been learning to feel safe in my body, was like that the universe is kind, which sounds like a really uh anti-climatic distillation but and trite but that's really like it went in me yeah that's good that's a cool that's an amazing message to have in you to have you in your fucking yeah marrow after that that's huge yeah but they wow. also said they'd never heard someone cry like that really yeah and do you cry like on all fours you cry standing up are you leaning against something like what is the vibe in there um they're like you have sort of like the you're on the ground with like these padded chairs and they're playing, um, you know, the Icaros, like they're playing music the whole time and there's all these rituals and it's very sacred. And and all is the stuff. AC on or not? <laughs> I don't, I think so. I'm not sure. I don't remember, but it was, it was really crazy. I, I done much. The drug I like is mushrooms. That's really the only drug I do. Mm -hmm. um, and <laughs> I'd never seen visuals before like this. I didn't know your brain could even see those wow. things. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like DM, like something like DMT or something like that. It is DMT. That's what oh, I it is. Okay. Is. But from the Amazon, but you know, for breath work, you can have a psychedelic experience because we have a certain amount of DMT in our spinal fluid. Mm. Everyone does. So you can, through the alkalization of your blood, sometimes have like how. I've had full visuals during breath work before. Wow, really? Um, yeah. I haven't had Or that like yet. weird memories pop in where you're like, I haven't thought about that in 20 years or yeah. or just like a sol a solution just like pops into like something and you're like, why didn't I think about that before? You know? Yeah. Yeah, it is such a relief when you can kind of do something different with your brain. I feel like some of my brain gets tired of just being on the road, you know? Like your brain's the road is the road. really exhausting and really hard on your body and spirit, yeah. especially if you're a really sensitive person to your environment. Yeah, I would believe that. You ain't ever done ayahuasca. I met a guy at a smoothie shop. 
in uh, Maui that gave me some. Uh, he was a shaman, mm-hmm. or he had. I mean, he had sandals on, and he was out. You know, he was out. He, he was. He definitely he had a buddy with like he had a buddy who literally was like standing with armfuls of vitamins, and uh, and they gave me a bunch of vitamins, and then the guy took me to like a. They was doing like childcare, like even at their house, and I'm in there just like relax, and they had me relaxed out. And next thing you know, I'm out on the DMT. Oh, you did DMT. Yeah, and it was really that really blew my mind. I can't even believe that it, that has ever even existed in the universe, and then that can happen. Wow, I don't even know what um, taking DMT would probably be very similar to the ayahuasca experience. I bet it's really hardcore. But what the purpose of it is is the tough thing. I don't really know exactly. I would like that made me realize. You know, I've done mushrooms and stuff, but I was like, this was like a really sacred thing. And I was like, I don't need to, in my lifetime, be fucking around with like drugs outside of like this very controlled sacred environment. For me, I don't have any judgment to other people, but. How long were you at the ayahuasca place? I was there for a weekend and you take um, three cups a night but most people don't get to the third cup and each cup is a level one through ten but it's completely arbitrary like a one could hit someone at a ten and a ten could just be like not a big deal for someone so it's like yeah you really have to be open to whatever experience because you never you have no idea what's gonna happen and do you like defecate yourself are people wearing diapers and stuff because i always (laughs) heard a lot about like yeah you like purge why do you are people vomiting and urinating and stuff um, I did not shit my pants. Thank you, Jesus. Um, but I did throw up both nights. It wasn't a big deal. Like it was really fast. And then they, the guardians, come clear the bucket really fast. Um, I think some people do go to the bathroom. I don't think people shit themselves. This the second night, I was like out of my body. It was like. It was so intense. And are you? Are there other people around? Is it? Yeah, they're like all a, around you. You're in a it's really like Vietnam big kind of. <laughs> yeah, they're like people were on both sides, and they like this, and they have all the women on one side and all the men on one side. Like, and are people tickling each other and shit, or no, having you're not fun, allowed or to not? touch anyone? Oh, or wow. be, they like enforce everything so hard so that everyone's like safe. And are the referees? They got like roller. It reminds. It, I'm, I'm getting like this vibe of like a roller skating rink where the guys, like, you know, there's some guy like. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's you know. not like that at all. Like they take it so seriously, and there's people taking care of anyone that needs to be taken care of. Um, but yeah, it's a whole experience. You have to prepare so much. It takes a lot out of you, like spiritually and physically. And yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, how's comedy going? Do you feel good about it? How long have you been doing it now? <laughs> it's good. Um, I've been. Doing I just didn't it. know what else to ask. About I've been it. doing it like a little over eight years. Oh, that's awesome. Um, it's good. Like I'm, you know, booking stuff and uh, starting to feel like I am on my way to success. Uh, I just did a movie. I'm on a new Comedy Central show. Um, things are going well. Yeah. That's exciting. It is, because I don't want to be fucking broke. I want to be rich. Yeah. 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 I mean, people want to be rich, man. I you mean, know? but what a better joy. I mean, because I've been so experienced being broke for so long. And, like, what a joy to have found a way to make money doing what you love. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's such 
it's such a gift like i don't take it for granted at all like any paycheck i get it's just like a miracle because i'm having so much fun and i could have just quit on myself so early on in some marketing job not that there's anything wrong with the marketing job it just wasn't right for my wild soul right yeah 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 i wouldn't mind doing a little bit of marketing i got a degree <laughs> in uh urban planning really yeah wow what you fucking plan we do like neighborhoods and like if say if like a mailman's coming like you know then we design like what route to take through the neighborhood wow we do a lot of like, like sims yeah kind of like sims actually that's pretty good yeah it's like theo sims. sims yeah theo sims yeah maybe that'll be maybe i'll start a theo sims game um but yeah, I was doing ur we do urban planning, where to put the power lines, cool. where to put the bike path. We yeah. do all that. How's um comedy going for you? We do all that. It's going pretty good, I think, you know. I'm doing a new tour right now, so I'm pretty excited about that. With Ari? Um, yep. Ari Manis is out there sometimes, most of the time actually. Ari's my a new friend of mine. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's good. He'll definitely be in he'll be in recovery at some point. But uh <laughs> until then, man, you know. He just sometimes hears me on these Zoom meetings. He's a so, wild dude. Oh, yeah. He's one of a kind. I mean, he is definitely something else. I did his podcast. Oh, you did? Mm -hmm. Oh, I hear. Now I see. <laughs> Already getting these guests first. That's cool. No, he's a sweetheart. Um, I'm lucky to have, uh, you know, I, I feel lucky when I'm around him. He makes things. He's so ridiculous. I mean, there's just the guys. There's so many things about him. Yeah, he's a wild dude. Yeah, he's definitely a real snake owner. <laughs> You know, he's definitely, and that's not a euphemism. The guy owns snakes. Ew. So yeah. I didn't know that about him. Yeah. Ari, if you see this, that's fucking nasty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, he knows it is. I think that's why he does it. All right. I'm praying for you, Ari. Yeah. You need it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he does need it. Um, Blair Saki, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming and chatting with me and hanging out. Yeah, for sure. It's really fun um, to talk to you outside of Breathwork. I know. It's crazy because we only talk to each other on Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so crazy. Once you like, That's how you talk to someone on Zoom. And Yeah, because I don't really know you, but I know one like specific little like intimate part. Right, that I like to breathe deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here's, yeah. What's, here's what's a fast. If, you don't, if you've never done this, the... The lesson you give, I mean, I have to inhale and exhale for about 25 minutes. Like about 30, and it's really... It's rigorous. It's really, really hard. I was telling Colin that I experience more resistance to doing it than working out. Yeah. Like, I would rather work out than do it because it's so hard to get to make yourself do that consistent rhythm for 30 minutes. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah, I'm trying to think. So this is how I was doing it, just so because I was like... uh yeah, do i need to speed it up or does it matter no you're supposed to go at your own pace the way that i teach the class i've told you this but i start it starts out slow and gets faster okay yeah and then you know you do because i do hear say five percent more let's get five percent more guys then i'm like on a fucking peloton suddenly. oh I'm yeah like, yeah yeah what's going on you yeah. know <clears throat> um that doesn't mean faster or harder but it's more into your stomach um and then, like, you experience the Shavasana por portion where you just rest and, like, feel it, all the work you just did, like, coursing through your body. It's yeah. so cool. Oh, yeah. I feel it up in here. Yeah. I feel that shit ripping. Yeah. Or, like, if you have physical ailments, like, 
it can be really cool for that. Oh, it feels like fucking a bunch of heavy monkeys are pulling on my veins, dude. Yeah. Shit feels intense. Yeah, it's wild. Um awesome well if you want to check it out with blair we'll put a link it do you do you do that for people or are you kind of just in a safe world doing it for comedians that you want um well i'll randomly do like a virtual class which i am doing this coming tuesday but i don't know if it'll be out by then but um, okay cool but if not they can follow you and they can figure out where to uh take your classes sometime yeah if i do do one i'll post about it okay good yeah cool blair saki best of luck with comedy and stuff it's so nice to meet you yeah thank you thanks for having me this was really fun Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite, and welcome to Kite Club, a podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events, stand-up stories, and seven ways to pleasure your partner. The answer may shock you. Sometimes I'll interview my friends. Sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head. You have three new voice messages. A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hi, sweetheart. Here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Jermaine. Hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. Sorry, sir, but our ice cream machine is broken. I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.